Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not, but we're back. Just tell Daryl to shush over there, because, you know. Anyways, uh, we're back again. Uh, back a few days later, really. We really didn't go away that long. We recorded, what, Friday night, was it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so so how are you, Daryl? How was your weekend? Pretty good, pretty good. Super Bowl didn't go quite like I like, but... Sure it I did. told you. I told you my, my brain says Chiefs and my heart said no. So apparently my brain outweighs my heart. So well, breaking news: the Kansas City Chiefs saved the world from a 49er uh, Twitter takeover. Oh God, I can't. Patrick Roland Mahomes uh, brought them back from down ten. Never lost any faith. You, you know, you, you know what. You know what it was? After they went down 10, here was a live clip from (laughs) the Honey Badger. (laughs) He pulled out the Leroy Jenkins out on the field and led them to victory, actually. Uh, Actually, really, uh, in that game looking at defense uh chris jones had like three or four tip passes in that second half alone he was a beast and frank clark got that game ceiling uh sack pretty much doomed the uh the 49ers and that's the the issue with a game manager quarterback is which is what garoppolo was basically down the stretch was was just let, grinding out the game and and they couldn't grind out the game because the the Chiefs knew the run was coming. Uh, some some of our uh, IDP rookie guide uh, veterans, uh, Kalen Saunders, came up with some big big plays and uh, Derek Nandi I think was in the first iteration of our guide. Uh, they both had some pretty big stops for Kansas City down the stretch. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, they earned it. Andy Reid. The only thing from that is uh, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. My times, I can hang my head in that. Yeah, um, and Andy Reid got his ring. I think he deserved one. Some people were yeah, saying, yeah. "Oh, that now solidifies him as a Hall of Fame coach." I'm like, "Well, I think he was a Hall of Fame coach before he got the ring." Yeah, they do. He's the third winningest coach in history. I mean, the ring does definitely cement that. I think definitely, but. I don't think there was a doubt that he would have been a Hall of Fame coach without the ring. But, I mean, I guess yeah. this league is measured on rings. Like, people are going to say Eli is getting in as a Hall of Fame quarterback because he has two rings. But that's a debate for another show. Right. Uh, anyways, um, we're going to try to streamline this a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll 
save the, the BS and for a little later. We, we do have a good show planned for tonight. We're going to talk about the impending free agents on the defensive side of the ball and how that could change some of these situations and change some of these teams and, and maybe take a, a fantasy book of where we'd like to see some of these guys end up. Uh, there are some big, big names uh, that are going to get paid in this offseason, and uh, there's a few that I'm really sad to see on this list because that means uh, Seattle might not be able to keep some of these guys. <laughs> so uh, so we're going to take a look at the, the free agents, defensive line, linebackers, and D-backs. I know corners and safeties are two separate positions, but right. we're going to try to lump them all in, go over the big names uh, that are impending free agents, that way we can kind of keep an eye on who signs where. And, you know, people are already asking for overall rankings and rookie rankings and stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Die whoa, hards, whoa, man. Die whoa, hards. Whoa. Like, nothing changed from really, nothing really changed from week 17 to now. Right. The changes happen when we get into free agency. And, and I think this year you're going to see a lot of big changes when we get into that uh, free agency topic. There's, there's That's going to be interesting. Of, a lot of free agents. So a lot of these yep. situations are going to change. Uh, a lot of guys that maybe had situations where they had playing time are no longer going to have playing time. Right. Um, they might not get signed at all because they're 33 years old and they don't want to pay a 33-year-old to be mediocre. Right. Um. And one of the funniest, speaking of, uh, well, let's let's hit the, this here first. Good news, everyone. <laughs> uh, one of the most hilarious things about Twitter is is dumb people. <laughs> and I'm not calling out any of our listeners, uh, but, but the Atlanta Falcons tweeted out the other day that they will not pursue Vic Beasley in free agency. Right. Some moron underneath replied source question mark oh jesus so the falcons replied in in good good humor literally <laughs> literally us the atlanta falcons <laughs> i saw that and i said that is just beautiful that is twitter gold twitter gold right there just <laughs> imbecilic people tweeting things which, uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs from the great state of Kansas as well. Oh, man. I'm not touching it. Our, nope. com- our commander-in-chief. There you go, folks. Anyway, uh, he's a business guy, not a geography guy. And that's all the politics we're going to discuss. If you wanted to watch the uh, State of the Union we're taping during it so i'm gonna miss it but i'm sure i'll get the oh the uh that's a shame i'm sure i'll get the twitter uh story of the state of the union so i do like to keep up on politics even though i hate politics because i'm in a i'm in a uh profession that the politician can meddle in my work so i like to keep informed at least right so that and, you know, we, we like to teach the children how to be informed voters. But right. but anyway, uh, we will not be having a three-day podcast to uh, 
figure out who's going to represent us. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Like the Iowa caucuses. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you didn't come here for politics talk. That's for sure. So we're going to move on. Daryl, what do you got in the news? All right. So just, I know we're an IDP podcast, but I got a few little things here. Like Greg Olson um, visiting the Seahawks. Uh, I'm working kind of backwards here. Panthers released tight end Greg Olson, and he's set to visit the Redskins, Bills, and Seahawks. Go Bills makes <laughs> Right. Bills make sense since uh, his former coach is there. The Seahawks, that's very interesting to me. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And and the Redskins make sense, too, With uh, which is, is another piece. Vernon Davis retiring, and I'll get to him oh, in a minute. But. Riverboat Ron is in Washington. That's, that's the connection. Well, I was uh, talking about Buffalo. Sean McDermott. That, too. So, so Seattle's I mean, the only one. Make sense. Seattle's the only one that doesn't have a connection, and really McDermott was on the other side of the ball, so it's not really right. But there is a tie there. Uh, of those three, I hope he doesn't go to the Bills. I hope he goes to Seattle. Well, the Bills have a lot of young tight ends, so I right, but they don't. Duke Knox that hurts him a lot. So yeah, but it also could teach him a few things. Um, one of the things <laughs> that um, one of our favorite guests, Ethan Turner, mentioned is. Seeing that Greg Olson, you know, veteran tight end is visiting the Seahawks might tell you something about Will Disley's uh, early season prognosis. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. But, yeah, that's so, uh, perfect. If you don't follow Ethan, he's a good follow. Um, he's a great follow. Ethan's he, been on our show a couple of times, and he is very knowledgeable. And he, he's kind of reading the tea leaves there. He's not. He doesn't know anything about you know, Will Disley's knee, but... Uh, reading the tea leaves is definitely uh, something that he does well with injury-related stuff. Um, right. So just throwing that out there. What else you got? Okay, um, since I kind of teased it already, I'll skip to this one real quick. Vernon Davis retires after 14 years, 198 games, 583 receptions, 7,500-plus yards, 63 touchdowns, and nine 100-yard games. Uh, one interesting thing that – I found that I did not know is he still holds the record among tight ends at the combine for the 40 yard time at 4.38. I thought that was kind of a neat little nugget there for him, but uh, yeah. pretty solid player had some pretty good years in San Francisco, had, had a couple some, bounce back pretty, seasons, had some pretty memorable moments in San Francisco. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, getting uh, sent back to the locker room by, coach singletary <laughs> he did getting his don't, head knocked off by cam chancellor just to name a few don't think he's quite a hall of famer uh yeah i, I don't think so he's yeah, a very he's he a very good player for a lot of right. years and and especially washington in washington surprisingly just kept you know fantasy teams alive yeah. Uh, if you if you handcuff Jordan Reed with Vernon Davis, you were pretty happy for a few years. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had one really pretty good year for Washington. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Reed never plays, although he's right, planning right. On, he's planning on trying to play in 2020. Apparently. Oh, good grief! So, I'm, if anybody wants him, get your I'll Jeremy Sprinkle, because <laughs> he's the next man up there, really. Or some coal, something or other. Starts with an H. I don't know. I got him on one roster for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, well, get to this offense stuff off our show. What, what else you got? Uh, Defense. Uh, yeah. We got him coming up. Here's a couple things. Jaguars are to play two home games in London 
for 2020, and they're going to be back-to-back home games. Well, that makes sense for travel. You don't want them flying over the pond twice. Right. So it makes sense for them. Um, And then I guess they'll have the bye week afterwards. Yeah, they said how they're going to construct that. It's already been said that Chicago, and I forget who the other team is. It was the NFC team, but Chicago and that other team would not be the two games. So um, would not. Okay. Yeah, they would not. Um, One little thing that come up is with the CBA looming here in the next couple of seasons or after this season, a possible seventeen game schedule. And from what I'm kind of sifting through, that's. The players may vote yes on this because it's uh, it's more like we'll vote yes on this. Even though we, we really don't want to do this, we'll vote yes on this in order to get 10 things we want, so to speak. So it's uh, kind of a double-edged sword. So that's kind of intriguing. 17 yeah. games, that changes things a little bit. I think if that happens, I think you see the two bye weeks for each team, I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I think it'll be like an 18-game regular season, two bye weeks mixed in there. Um, My question the, is, would the rosters increase? If you're going to increase these games, do you, do you Dan, do you think there's well, going to be a slight roster increase? I, I was about to say before you cut me off. My bad. That, uh, one of the <laughs> things that you'll probably see in this trade-off of the 10 things is more players rostered on game day. Uh, you'll see uh, more post-career stuff shoved in here because I think the players can take this opportunity to say, okay, you want us to play 17 games. We want full health care from retirement, you know, three years vested, retired, you know, everybody. And I think that's smart on their part. Well, and that's probably how they would play it because, I mean, they – I want to say the players kind of hold the cards here because football is a monster. And if the players decide yep. to strike, you yep. know, that's a lot of revenue lost. We're, we're going to talk about some players that are not on NFL rosters here later on Just in the show. Quick touch. If, if this does go to 17 games and they do increase the rosters, what are you, what would you think, or what's your opinion on how many roster spots this increase? I think the full like you have seven, you have a sixty man basic roster right now, and you, you just, I'm sorry, you have fifty three. Right, do and you, you go dress, to sixty? You dress forty seven or forty six, right? So uh, I think so. So I think the logical thing is you dress fifty three and you keep sixty. Which and would, that's which would basically for... add three roster spots that were your practice squad guys. And that's kind of huge. That's kind of huge for them and IDPers. I mean, in fantasy, that's... Well, the more guys you can rotate in, I mean, it, for health reasons alone, you're going to have guys... If you're playing 17 games, I'm not saying teams are going to give players a week off, but, you know, you can kind of give... You know, if somebody's really banged up, you're going to give them a week off. It's a long season. Um, or it'll be see more rotations... If you have that many people, I think a lot of the line, I think a lot of those positions will be taken up by linemen, especially right. on the defensive side of the ball. Because if you can keep your linemen fresh, you can keep a game. And you know, some of those teams may decide to keep that third quarterback active too. 
Uh, especially teams like the the Saints, where you have Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater, if if they return. We, we're not really right. getting into the offensive side of things, but um, those are guys are all both free agents. And I think Taysom right, Hill right. even is free agent. I don't think the Saints have any quarterbacks under roster right now. I don't think they do either. When, when this season turns over, you know, officially. Uh, any other news besides? Um, yeah, just a few quick ones here. Uh, some uh, awards. I know they come out right after we recorded last week, so we may kind of okay. touched on them. Uh, Nick Bosa won Defensive Rookie of the Year of, for the 49ers. Um, well-deserved. Uh, one that kind of – I think it's well-deserved, but it kind of – I just didn't think he would get it in this day and age. But Stephon Gilmore, a corner for the Patriots, won Defensive Player of the Year. I went back and looked at his numbers, and, man, he <laughs> – he had one heck of a season. He really did. For a corner, I know you hate corners, Dan, but uh, you got to well, give it to I mean, him. He, he, he had, had a, a hell of a year. He had a great season, and he did put up decent numbers. He's still a guy that, that quarterbacks try to avoid. So, IDP-wise. Yeah, IDP-wise. If you not have him, trade right. him because he's not going to replicate that again. Right. Because he, the... he was in right place, right time, baiting quarterbacks and stuff like that. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. And then the last one is the uh, Hall of Fame 2020 class. We have two defenders going in, Steve Atwater of the Broncos and Troy Polamalu of the 49ers. So um, actually three if you want to count, count his uh, famous locks that he has. So I think they're both fitting. I'm surprised John Lynch didn't get in. I or was, or and he, you know, I is saw he eligible a lot. For, is he eligible next year? Or he was eligible this uh, year, right? I think, yeah, he was eligible this year. Okay. Um, I saw a lot of people saying uh, that Atwater didn't deserve in over the dude in Green Bay. What's his name? Leroy Butler. Butler. See, I, I think, and I'll maybe, I don't like the Broncos. I'll, I'll be fooled out to admit, but Steve Atwater was a beast, game-changing safety, like, he was, I mean, him and Ronnie Lott were the two safeties of that at that time. Yep. The two guys. like. Yeah, you um, knew if you were coming across the middle, you better know where he's at because he's going to light yeah. you up like a Christmas tree. And this was back when you could actually hit guys without getting Absolutely. flagged. So, so Atwater was, I think Atwater's deserving. Yeah, Troy Palomalu, obviously, um, he, he, he was a chess piece that you could play anywhere and do right. it. He could do it, everything. Again, another team I can't stand, but you know, got to re- <laughs> respect the talent and the players. Um, he, he's deserving, I think. Yeah, um, I think they both were, and nothing against Leroy Butler or John Lynch. I think you know it. it one of the things that you got to think about when this Hall of Fame stuff comes up: does the player immediately come to mind? And Leroy Butler didn't immediately come to mind. No, he didn't for me either. So I, mean, I had to like look it up. I'm like, oh yeah. So, so I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember who he is. But <laughs> right. if I have to try to remember who he is, he's not a Hall of Famer. Exactly. You know, this is, I mean, and I, these are, I'm not, not talking about players that played when I was, like, before I was born. These are players right. that played while I was watching football. So, <laughs> um, a little bit of baseball news here dropping. Uh, the the Dodgers and Red Sox apparently have a huge trade going down. Uh, so if anybody's oh, a baseball fan, uh, Mookie Betts and David Price are going to the Dodgers apparently. Whoa, Mookie Betts and David Price? That's what I just read. I don't know. 
Four. Anyway, I don't know. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. You can look that up on your own. Uh, I don't know. It popped up on my phone. Baseball season right around the corner. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about Hall of Famers. Um, if they don't, if the name doesn't pop off in my mind right away, I don't think they're a Hall of Famer. Sorry, but you know, I get that. I get that. If they're not memorable like that, then they're not really Hall of Famers. Yeah, and I'm like you, Leroy Butler. I liked him, but he doesn't really pop into my. Yeah. I'd put Lynch in over him. So, I don't know if that makes sense. When you say Steve Atwater, I immediately think of some of the big hits he had. Yeah, and he had a pretty good career. Is him jumping over the line to make the stop. Yeah. I mean, I think he has so many memorable plays that. I think the championships kind of helped him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing that's kind of a joke about the Hall of Fame is championships matter so much to the Hall of Fame voters when really, if you're a a safety, you're not going to win a championship by yourself if the rest of your team is terrible. There's plenty of good safeties that, that could eventually make the Hall of Fame that have terrible teams around them. But anyway, uh, any other news and notes besides? No, that's it. I just wanted to touch on those few real quick. Thought they were noteworthy. Some retirements, some awards, stuff like that. So, All right. So this week's topic, we're going to get into some free agency and talk about pending free agents. Uh, Talk about how old they are is is one of the things. And um, one of the cool places, and we'll give them a shout since this is where we're getting this information, is uh, Spotrack. Or sport track, or not? I guess it's not sport track. It's sport track. Um, they have a lot of uh, free agency and salary cap and salary information, and that's where we're getting our list from. So if anybody is not a free agent, we blame them. Uh, but they're mostly very <laughs> helpful. Um, so looking at defensive line, I'm just going to run down some of the names and some of the top guys. Now they have this arranged by the 2019 average value or average salary so the guys at the top are getting paid top dollar and they're probably going to want top dollar going forward some of these guys might not um get top dollar so the the top name on the list who the seahawks have expressed wanting to bring him back at 27 years old is jadavian Clowney. Um, he had three sacks and four first forced fumbles um, not the greatest to see. I mean, he had some big plays, and he obviously in the playoffs, uh, the, the hit that a lot of people call dirty wasn't. I don't want to say it was dirty. It wasn't. wasn't well intended. I maybe, but. <laughs> um. Uh, but he's he's a guy I think Seattle's going to try to keep, but you never know. You never know. You thought they'd keep Frank Clark, but um, he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent. So the the franchise tag is a possibility. Right. Um, I think the big thing for him, it's not a question of his talent. It's not a question of how productive he can be. 
it's going to come down to these little injuries, these little nicks, dings that he that causes him to miss a few games. What are what does teams or even Seattle? Hey, you know, is he going to be on the field enough for us to warrant giving him a bigger contract? And I think that's where teams are going to look at. Yeah. If you believe, yeah. He's definitely an impact player when he's on the field. There's no doubt about it. But I think that's going to be the deciding factor is how much is he going to be on the field? Can he avoid these injuries? At least that's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, next guy on my list here is Everson Griffin, who actually the club has an option to bring him back at around $14 million or so. Wow. Um, he had a much better season this past season he he i guess got his mental health status uh taken care of this year as he played 15 games didn't miss any time due to uh any you know off the field issues that he was suffering from this season previous which really affected his his play i think the previous season so this year he was a get right season for him and the club does have the option to bring him back so I, I think he returns back to Minnesota, although they are kind of in salary cap hell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not too sure on that. So at nearly $15 million a season, that might be a decline the club option and just try to sign him at less. Right. Will he take but if the they hometown can... discount? I don't know. Right. But, yeah, I mean, if they're in a cap situation, yeah, I definitely agree with you. If not, and they can afford it, I think I think they bring him back. I mean, he's a he's been a really good bookend to Daniil Hunter, and with some of the other guys they have up front, uh, you know, growing up behind them. I mean, when you have two defensive ends that can really get after you, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, one of the things though that you know you have Stephen Weatherly there who filled in pretty nicely for Everson Griffin. Um, so I I don't know that. That's big of that big of a priority, especially since, like I said, I think Minnesota is one of those teams that's right up against the cap, if not like negatives in the cap for 2020. I know the salary cap is going to probably go up a little bit; it normally does. Right. But, um, do you really want to invest that kind of money in a soon-to-be 32, 33-year-old defensive end? He did have eight sacks, um, so I. I I think it's a toss-up. My first inkling is club option gets denied, and then they try to re-sign him at a less lesser cost. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that. Yeah, but again, this is probably his last chance for a paycheck. So yes. I don't know that I take a hometown discount. I want to. I want to try to cash out my last. If I'm him, no, absolutely not. You know, I, if, if like you said, if this is my last hoorah, so to speak, for a big deal, then yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, and... I'm probably bouncing, but. You know what, fantasy booking this, uh, how about Oakland make a big splash in, in Las Vegas? I guess Oakland no more. <laughs> um, there's other teams that could, I'm sure, use a defensive end. Um, yeah, I don't see Oakland with Farrell and Crosby. I don't see that being an option, really. Nah. Everybody's going not. to Las Vegas. Come on, they're going to Vegas. I get it. I, I understand, you know, the big name, the big game. But... They'll, they'll be... Sending off those dollar bills like crazy, <laughs> trying to get fans to be doing the to Johnny Manziel. Yeah, or the or Randy Mans. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. Uh, next <laughs> up is another. Uh, this is a D tackle. 
one of the highest right. paid D tackles. This. Another club option, Marcel Darius from Jacksonville. I think this uh, is immediate shutdown. Yeah. Club's not picking up that option. Nope. Jacksonville's kind of rebuilding, retooling. Darius is expensive and didn't do anything last year, really. Played in six games, had one sack. Um, I think this gets denied. I think he signs cheap somewhere else. I don't. I don't see him getting fourteen mil a year again. Yeah, I'm not seeing that either. I th- I'm with you. I think that gets turned down. They're going to let him hit free agency, and he's probably not going to find a big market, really. If I'm Darius, I'm looking for a contender at 30 years old. Um, right. Look for a contender, kind of like uh, Nam Kinsu has done. Um, exactly. So that's that's kind of the route I see him taking. Um, Michael Brockers, another, is an unrestricted free agent, so he will be free and clear. Um, he has already kind of said his goodbyes to the Rams. Did you <laughs> see that? I kind, of, I kind of saw a story a couple weeks ago. So I don't think right. he will be back because I think he's looking to get paid. And I, I don't think the Rams are in any situation to get uh, to pay another defensive tackle with Aaron Donald. You know, defensive tackle, defensive end, uh, whatever you want to consider him. Um, so I don't see him coming back to the Rams. That's good news for Seattle. Uh, he could really go anywhere that needs a defensive tackle. I mean, he, he could really, I think, right. play in any system. I think he could play. I think he would greatly benefit from going to a 4-3 where he can kind of play inside and kind of – because, I mean, he's kind of a defensive end, defensive tackle tweener in a 3-4. Right. He's got in, He plays inside. Um, so I could see him going really anywhere. Um, any Any fantasy booking place you'd like to see him – Go. Oh man, tough to say. I don't know. Uh, He's a steady. I mean, three sacks, but sixty-three tackles. Like he is a run-stopping. He is. Machine. He's a little more of a run-stopper on the inside, but for inside guys, I'm looking for pressure. That's that's kind of where I'm looking. If I'm build, if I have an owner, if I'm an owner of the team and I'm looking to build, I, I want that inside pressure more than I really yeah. do want tackles. Yeah, but I mean, if you can't stop the run, well, I, I feel like if I can get pressure up up the middle with my D tackles or whatever in my ends, then hopefully I've done well enough that I've got linebackers that's just going to swallow up everything that gets bombed. So uh, that's just kind of where I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, and Sue is is next on our list here. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. He played in Tampa last year. Didn't do a whole lot. Um, had had three. I mean, he was a run stopper mainly. Um, had had three sacks. Um, right. At thirty three years old, last year he kind of latched on with Tampa. I could maybe see him resigning in Tampa if he enjoyed his time there. Um. I don't know. And he may be one that's chasing a championship as well. He may. He was. Know, if he can find a contender. He was with the Rams, and then he went to Tampa. So. Right. Uh, if I'm chasing a ring, Tampa's not the place I'm chasing a ring. No, um, I'm just saying he may look to go elsewhere if that's yeah. what he's wanting to do. I know these older guys that are chasing rings, you always want to just throw out the Patriots, the Patriots, the Patriots. <laughs> right. Now might be the Chiefs. I mean, T-Sizzle went to uh, the Chiefs and got a ring. So. Right. Uh, next up, Derek Wolf, 30-year-old from Denver. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent. 
I could see Denver re-signing him. Uh, he's a good, solid player for them. Missed four games this year, uh, but I could see Denver trying to re-sign him. Right. I don't know that it's necessarily going to happen. I mean, they might go younger. They're getting Bradley Chubb back on the outside. This is more of an interior lineman situation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of questionable. He could fit in pretty much any four three or three four system. I think he could even fit in four three systems uh, pretty well as an edge rusher on a three in a four three. Um, more of an interior lineman there. For IDP, he's pretty solid. If he got an outside spot on a 4-3, I think I'd like him a little more because he is a decent run stopper and can get to the quarterback. He did have seven sacks this year, so he was getting to the quarterback quite often. Right. Uh, Ezekiel Ansa mm. from the Seahawks got paid nine mil. Boy, did mm. he steal some money this year. Yes, he did. Uh, had three sacks. He had some decent plays. Only played in 11 games. So I think that was over. You're uh, over-under for him for the season, though. I think it was. I don't remember exactly what it was. But I that's think you said eight. Really close. I think we had the over-under at eight. So he played 11. And he played the playoff game. So he played, like, you know, 10 games. <laughs> uh, he probably left a few of these early. Uh, but he is one of those that I do not expect back in Seattle. I don't think he was a bad player for Seattle, but he wasn't a good one either. No. I didn't like the signing when they signed him in the first place. He didn't really add a lot to the team. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorites, Jabal Sheard, the Colts. I don't think the Colts bring him back, to be honest, although it depends. It looks like the Colts are headed for a rebuild with uh, maybe Jacoby Brissett at the lead. I don't see them paying, you know, Jabal Sheard eight and a half million or more to come back. So it, what we're uh, saying is yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys out on the free agency list. So if you want a pass rusher, you got a few options here. Right. Uh, Michael Bennett, 34 year old. I, he had a decent season for the Cowboys. Once he got, sent he was there. okay. I, I just don't see him. Um, I kind of maybe see him retiring after this year. Uh, I yes, I think he's pretty much the close Cow- to done. I mean, the Cowboys kind of had a coaching change go through there, so I'm not sure they're going to bring him back. But anyway, uh, Mike Daniels, short-lived time in Detroit as a free agent. He made about $8 million a year last year. He was a bust for them. Played nine games. Really wasn't worth it. Uh, Jesus. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Gerald McCoy played in Carolina. I think he's gone. Uh, yeah, I do too. I don't think there's a chance he's coming back. Um, he did have five sacks. I think a team could use him, but I think that's more of your ring chaser situation. He could go maybe up to Washington to be a rotational player with Ron Rivera if he chooses to go back there, or maybe he goes back to Tampa. I doubt he goes back to Tampa. I don't think they left on good terms. Uh, or the, um, the next up, Robert Quinn had 12 mm. sacks, so despite being one of the lower-paid guys on this list, had the most amount of sacks. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of a steal for the Cowboys, really. Yeah, and it was a great value because they desperately needed pass rush help. So, whether or not they bring him back, I don't know. 
it depends. Uh, he is an you know, I'm free kind agent. of, I'm kind of, I, you know, I really don't know. Um, I think for them, Dak and Cooper are their priorities. So I don't think defensive end is going to be a priority for them necessarily. They need. Some I would guys. agree. They need Michael Bennett and Robert Quinn to come back and come back like they did. But yeah, they need uh, Lawrence to play like they paid him. You want to talk about uh, right. disappointments? He, I mean, I, I think he was, I think he never got right from his shoulder surgery. Um, he tried to come back without being fully healthy, I think. But, uh, so we're not going to name everybody on this list, but going down the list here, uh, Leonard Williams, New York, ridiculously uh, traded for him, and now he's a unrestricted free agent. What are they going to do with and, him? Yeah, I think they try to bring nothing. it back, but. That could be one of the dumbest trades ever because they did, were going nowhere. I don't know. Uh, Jordan Phillips from Buffalo was a decent role player for them. Ten sacks. Uh, I think with Harrison Phillips coming back and Star Latulele still there, I think Phillips kind of gets relegated to the bench again. Uh, Vic Beasley, we've already heard the Falcons say they're not going to try to bring him back. Um so he's going to be going somewhere. He He's done just enough, I think, to garner some interest at 28 years old, eight sacks this year. But he is so terribly inconsistent. I don't know yeah. if I, I even want him on my team. He had that one big year. I've seen some Titans fans kind of mention him because they're wanting pass rush, and I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. He had one big year of like 14 or 15, and then after that he just he basically eight. fell. I mean, but that's not the guy you drafted. You didn't draft him to get eight sacks a year. Exactly. You drafted him to get 15 a year. Uh, Michael Pierce from Baltimore, defensive tackle. Um, I don't think that's a huge, huge deal. Um, JPP is a free agent, nine sacks, made $3 million. He He's really kind of interesting. Much. He is interesting. Um, I think a team could definitely use him. He missed you know, six games and still had nine sacks, so he had a sack a game just about. Right. Um, Eric Armstead from San Francisco is a free agent. He had his best season as a 49er uh, just in time to get paid. We'll see <laughs> if he does uh, get paid. And Timmy Jernigan. We, we said that was a good pickup by the, the Eagles, but he's um, going to be a free agent. And as you go right. down here, right. some of these uh, – Low salary guys are in tune for a huge payday. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, Chris Jones mm-hmm. only made it like a million and a half last year. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's going to get paid huge. Big time. Huge. I don't know if Kansas yeah. City can afford him, but I think Kansas City will try to resign him or franchise tag him. Might be the best option. Um, speaking of going to get paid huge, uh, Jerron Reed, and the only thing that might save the Seahawks some money right. is his suspension from this past season. <laughs> they might not, they might say, hey, we don't want to pay a guy that just got suspended six games. So he only had three sacks, but I think three, his three. his um, his play on the field is a little bit more than just sack numbers. Um, but he is an unrestricted free agent. I hope the Seahawks do prioritize signing him. Um, this guy is going to get paid. And he's going to get paid a lot. Only made a hundred eight hundred and seventy thousand. Yannick Ngakwe is going to get. 
He's already basically said, I want to be the highest paid dude in this free agency. Um, so looking down the list here. Um, yeah. Nobody else making the league minimum that we really talk about too much. Um, but yeah, those are the big names. No, not are, really. That are going to get uh, paid and maybe coming to a defensive line near you that needs some help. Um, any Anything sticking out that you notice? I know there's a lot of good sack pass rushers that I think will get paid pretty well in this. Um, like some of the older guys you could see taking hometown, dis- not hometown discounts, but, uh, you know, ring discounts, right. so to speak. Right. Javon Hargrave is one that's uh, a free agent coming up. And with Steven Tewitt back, they may let him walk. So, And he's really underrated. I mean, he stepped in, filled that role really well, can provide a pass rush from the inside. I missed um, him, man. You know, he might be somebody that uh, that somebody can steal away. So, Yeah, I missed him. Um, he's definitely somebody I think the Steelers should prioritize bringing back on that line. I think so, too. So the highest paid linebacker was Dante Fowler on this list. He's an unrestricted free agent. I don't think he returns to L.A., although he should credit L.A. with rejuvenating his career because he was headed towards Nowheresville in Jacksonville. Um, so Bro. he had 12 sacks this season. So he he made himself in good position to get paid this year um, at the edge position. Uh, Nigel Bradham is also has a club option. I think the Eagles pick up that club option, to be honest, and restructure his deal because he was really their best linebacker when he was on the field. Um, hands down, he's their best linebacker, which isn't saying a whole lot, but, you know, he, he's definitely a guy they're going <laughs> to bring back. Uh, Mario Addison from Carolina had 10 sacks, uh, 32 years old. I think with the new regime, you might see him not – Come back to Carolina. Um, you see any any different anything? You, you think you see a way he stays there with the draft picks they sunk into edge position? Not really. I mean, I I don't really see it. Yeah. Uh, so he could be on the move. Danny Trevathan was an interesting one. Uh, some people have been saying a reunion into Denver would be nice. Uh, some people right. have said Nick Kwiatkowski already has that job in Chicago now, so pick him up. I'm not sure right. I buy that necessarily. No, but uh, Kwiatkowski's a guy to hold on to definitely, unless you definitely need a roster, unless you need that roster spot for something. Um, right. Trevathan coming back from the injuries this season. We'll see where he ends up. Um, he's an interesting middle linebacker prospect anywhere he lands especially in a 3-4 defense he normally mans one of those uh high tackle number middle linebacker spots or inside linebacker spots uh, aj klein from new orleans has had a decent career right. there i mean he has missed a lot of games um along the way he only missed one this year it seemed like he missed more than that um i don't think he comes back because new orleans is one of those teams that's cap uh strapped and have a lot of decisions to make. Um, Kyle Van Noy in New England, I think they work something out there because I think 
that's a good fit with the Patriots and his skill set. They use him perfectly for right. what he does because he is not a superstar. Nope. Uh, but they, they use him in a good way. Uh, Terrell Suggs is 37 years old. He won a ring, another one. I, I think he goes off into the sunset here. Yeah, I think he does too. Uh, he's contemplating it, but I'm like you. I think he's got another ring now. I think that's that's what he was after. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. Oh, he's not gone. really. Going out to Arizona, he wasn't going after that ring. He didn't really well, want to play. He didn't really want to play for the Chiefs, but Andy Reid talked him into it. Right. So. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Going to Kansas City, I don't think in Arizona. No, but. Uh, well, I mean, I he wanted to he wanted to go to Baltimore. Now he kind of put it out there, and the Chiefs claimed him before Baltimore could get him. And Andy Reid talked him into coming in, and just you know, you come in if you don't like it, you know, we'll release you, but you know, or at least like yeah. block you from getting to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Michael Kendricks from Seattle, I think he's a goner, especially with his pending uh, prison stint coming up. Um, it seems like forever. It seems like we've been talking about Michael Kendricks going to jail since we started this podcast. Haven't we been discussing that for like ages? Oh, Daryl disappeared. Of course he did. Anyway, um, one of the big name guys that's going to get paid. And I think Tampa might try to pay him just because he had such a huge number of sacks as Shaquille Barrett, one of the IDP values if you got him early in this season. Had 20 sacks. I don't think he comes anywhere near replicating that um, around 20 sacks. I don't think it was 20. Was it 19 and a half or something like that? They might round up on the site. I don't know. Uh, but he was making $4 million. He's looking to get paid a whole lot more than that. That's for sure. Uh, a couple names on this list, probably retirement fodder. I don't think Bruce Irvin comes back and plays uh, two meaningful snaps, although he did play in Carolina and got nine sacks last year at $4 million. I don't know that Carolina brings him back. Um, like I said, they're kind of youth movement, new coach, Matt Roll in there. Uh, Marcus Golden from the Giants. I could see him coming back to the Giants. Um, he had a really good season. For them uh he stayed relatively healthy and played really well lorenzo alexander already said he's retiring so he is definitely not sean lee probably should retire but you know that's that wesley woodyard is probably one of those possible retirement players and here we go with uh cory littleton and I think the Rams have pretty much said Corey Littleton will not be back, more than likely. But that's probably the best landing spot, IDP-wise, for Corey Littleton. Right, I think so, too. Yeah. You had a nice trip? Would you go run and get some beer? No. I had to... Uh... It doesn't matter what I had to do. Well, I, I started talking about Shaquille Barrett. And, uh, yeah, that un you weren't there to chime in you know nice little heads don't you up think that, don't you think they sign either him or jpp though not both but one well i think they're more interested in keeping barrett than 
Barrett had a huge season. He's going to command a lot of money, but I don't know that any other team is really looking to give him money. I think he might... I don't want to say he gives him a huge discount, but they were the only team really really chasing after him. Like There was nobody interested in him last offseason. I'll give you that. He is a perfect fit perfect fit for their system um does exactly what they needed him to do Mm -hmm. but at the same time when you're breaking warren sap sack record and you've had this kind of a one heck of a season uh, i think somebody pays up for him i mean you you don't know till you actually hit free agency and in a league where pass rushers are a premium I think somebody kind of steps in here and says, you know what? We'll I can see on this. I can see Tampa tagging him. The, that's a possibility. Not... There's a few guys on this list I can see tagged. Corey Littleton might oh. be a tag candidate. 26-year-old inside linebacker? Maybe. Maybe. Although that, that tag number is going to be pretty high thanks to you know Bobby Wagner and some other huge salaries. Um, there's right. some other names on this list that are, I said, retirement fodder, like Sean Lee and Wesley Woodyard. should probably just <laughs> hang it up. Um, right. Patrick Onwaso is, is a free agent for Baltimore. Um, you know, Danny Trevathan might slide into that Baltimore inside linebacker spot pretty nicely. If I had to fantasy book that, that would be something that would be pretty profitable. <laughs> um, I think we all agree Vontae's perfect is never coming back to the league. He's well, you would think there. he wouldn't, but... Yeah. Jamie Collins is an interesting name on this list. He's only 30 years old. Hasn't he I been know, in the league? much older. Hasn't he been in the league like 50 years by now? <laughs> didn't he play with like uh, like Hank Stram? Didn't, he, didn't Hank Stram coach him? <laughs> Jesus. He seems so much older than 30 years old. I, this is why this he is does. kind of interesting to take a look at. He was very productive in his return back to New England. I think he... I think if... A lot of the Patriots' strategy, I think, hinges on does Brady come back. Brady comes back, you'll see a lot of these guys come back in the fold and make one right. more run at it. And they'll try to boost some positions. Jamie Collins was not the problem with New England, so he was a very nope. big part of them having a successful season. So, um, And I'm had... with you. I think Brady was the key to it all. If he comes back, everybody else kind of maybe comes back for one more ride. Yeah. If not, then I think it's a complete rebuild. I think they go young. They're trying to get talent in there. I see that's So, Brady, you're right. He is the key to that. Uh, Bud Dupree was considered a bust up until this year, and he had Pittsburgh's got to re-sign him, right? Uh, I mean, come on, he he had a heck of a year for them. He did, but you're going to have to pay T.J. Watt. One thing Pittsburgh is is smart with their cap. They are very. And if they think they can get somebody else to do Bud Dupree's job, they'll find somebody else to do Bud Dupree's job. Um, they have T.J. Watt on the other side. And I think the two of them together made a nice tandem. They do. Did, did T.J. They... Watt's top defensive play make Bud Dupree, or did Bud Dupree learn how to play football this year? 
honestly, I think it's a little bit of both. I think be. you, I, I think you see, see, I think you saw TJ Watt take that next level to being a star because if you'll look back uh, before last year or maybe the year before, I can't remember the article. I wrote a feast or famine and TJ Watt was one of those guys. He was a feast or famine guy. I think this year you saw him be more consistent, be more of an impact player. And I think, yes, that did help Bud Dupree, but I think also Bud Dupree took a step himself. I think he became a more complete player. And I think that's uh, – I, I just think Pittsburgh's got to re-sign him, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, and it wouldn't be the first time, but, <laughs> you know, if you've got those – I call them bookends, so to speak, with Watt and Dupree – that's a pretty formidable duo if you can get that repeat success. And then you have good linebackers like Bush behind him. I mean, I think – to me, I think they re-sign him. I think if that's – he re-signs there first. If not, then if, I, I'm not sure where he lands. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because um, we haven't talked about the big fish yet. <laughs> And uh, the big fish didn't get paid a lot last year. So that's why I think this is going to be, you got to ask for Bobby Wagner money, right? I would think so. Yeah. We're talking about Blake Martinez, by the way, in case you didn't understand, didn't know who the big free agent linebacker would be. Interesting because Uh, I I saw where their GM said they weren't going to spend the big money on free agents that they did last year. Now, did he mean outside free agents? Yeah, they made made some splashes with the Smith brothers, even though they're not brothers. They did. But if you don't sign Blake Martinez, and I've seen it go both ways, I've seen some Green Bay fans just bash him for being bad. I've seen some say they love him. I'm a Blake Martinez fan. I, I mean, you give me 130 plus tackles a year, so, I'm, I'm all in. Are you a Blake Martinez fan because of fantasy or because of his actual football play? Because I think they're two different. They can be separate. They are, but I think Donald Payne's a terrible football player. Um, true, but he racked up some tackles for IDP, so we love. But him. who are you? If you let Martinez go, who do you have? Oren Burks. Who, who I do like, um, but he's no Blake Martinez. Now, Martinez is not going to give you the big splash plays. He's not a pass rusher, you know, but that's not what you're paying him to do. You're paying him to plug the middle and stop the run, and that's 130 tackles a year. That's exactly what the frick he's doing. He's always among the top five in tackles. Yeah, but the – so here's here's a football question for you, though. Did his okay. 155 tackles help stop the, the 49ers ram the ball down their throats? Because <laughs> as a football team, you're trying to win games. And if, get, you're, if you're competing with a team that's good, I mean, you're, you're not just competing with the Niners because the Seahawks want to play the same type of game. You have two right. top NFC rivals. <laughs> that want to ram the ball down your throat is Blake Martinez being that effective run stopper though. If they're ramming it down your throat, like I know there's more than just Blake Martinez on the team, but 
that's the decision Green Bay needs to make. Is 155 tackles a good thing for us, or is it that we need to get better linemen so that he doesn't get the Blake Martinez? Well, I think very true, and I agree with you on both of those. But you've also got to look at <laughs> if you let these 155 tackles walk. Who's going to pick them up? Yeah, who are you going to replace him with? Do you have Do you have that guy on your roster? Do you draft somebody? It's. I would have to see what he commands. Or as a payday, he's, he's going to command Bobby Wagner money. Yeah, he's going to get a big payday. I mean, he has put up. No, I mean he. It's a stats league, and if you put up stats, is. he's going to ask for Bobby Wagner money. Okay, I'm going to put you on spot. Do you resign him? If I'm the Packers, I think you have to. See, that's where I'm at. I think but you have to because I, don't I think know. your I don't, I don't, alternatives are not as good. Well, do you sign Corey Littleton instead for a little cheaper? No. I'll take Corey Martinez Littleton actually made more money last year than he did. If you're giving me that choice, I take Martinez all day, seven times on Sunday over Littleton. I'm not a Littleton fan. He doesn't impress me. No. Yeah, it's interesting. Down here, there's quite a few interesting names. Uh, Matt Judon is a... The Baltimore mm. Ravens have talked about tagging and trading him. Right. But I, I don't know who trades for Matt Judon. Like, he had 10 sacks in 16 games. Like, is that a guy you really are saying, oh, man, if I get Matt Judon on my team, I'm going <laughs> to win the Super Bowl? Like, Probably not, no. No, he's not Frank Clark or D. Ford, which were traded as franchise tags so i don't see either of those guys comparable with it i don't don't, matt judon's not as talented i don't think it's the two guys that just did that right um i think that's a ploy that teams are going to try to use like let me franchise this guy and see what i can get for him but then you also kind of cut yourself off because i mean worst comes to worst you keep him but then again you know you're, you're paying a ton of money to somebody you might not really want. Right. Um, some other names on here and some big names. We the, we mentioned Blake Martinez being a big fish. Joe Schobert. Mm-hmm. And especially interesting because new regime coming in, new defense coming in, de- defensive package coming in, new GM coming in. Is he going to be back? I mean, I would assume they'd want to bring him back. He's a 26-year-old middle linebacker that, like Blake Martinez, is just eating up the tackles. Um, but do they go right. another route? Do they say Mac Wilson and um, Taki Taki? Is ta- no, Taki Taki not there. Yeah, Taki Taki. Not Taki Taki. Uh... Yeah, yeah, Taki Taki. Because yeah. Tavai's yeah. in Detroit. Um, right. Are Mac right. Wilson right. and Taki Taki your starters this year? Instead of, I think Kirk, Mac Kirk Wilson C makes a good, strong case for it. I think Mac Wilson does. He played very well. Uh, when he See, I think playing. Kirksey would be the oddball out here because of the injuries. Like Kirksey can't. I think play. you keep Schobert. He's been injured so much. He just can't get on the field. And I don't mean that as a, bit, as a slight right. to him. He's a great player. He just can't stay healthy. Right. And availability is your best ability in the NFL. Yeah. So. Um. There's not really any other big names. Nick Nick Kwiatkowski is actually a free agent, too. So Chicago can decide on a cheaper Kwiatkowski. Devondre Campbell from Atlanta. If I'm Atlanta, I'm trying to re-sign him. He had a really good season for them. Had a better season than Deion Jones, stats-wise. 
Um, mm, but again, an outside yes, linebacker, yes. do you really, I mean, he's your kind of KJ Wright kind of guy. He's 27 years old. You might want to bring him back. Um, right. So out of this list, I think you could see Blake Martinez getting franchised. I think you could see Joe Schobrick getting franchised. Um, I think you could see Corey Littleton getting franchised. I, I think you could see, uh, what did I say, Shaquille Barrett getting franchised. You could see four or five guys getting franchised out of this list because I think they're that important to their teams that they need to keep them, and they'll do whatever they can. Now, you could see a sign-and-trade or a, a franchise tag and trade, possibly. But it's right. going to be interesting uh, with these guys. I am going to split corners and safeties because I think it's okay. important to split that. Linemen are kind of linemen and semi-interchangeable, but I'm just going to run down some of the names um, just to make you aware. Chris Harris, Denver, uh, still playing pretty decent but getting paid a lot of money, free agent. Jimmy Smith from Baltimore. Older, 32 years old. Still playing pretty decent, still. Uh, Logan Ryan from your Titans yes. is a free agent. Uh, they have oh to bring him back, don't they? Oh, my God. If they don't uh, – I know the big – they do. You're exactly right. And I know – He did everything for your team last year. He did. He was a Swiss Army knife for them. And I know the big fish for them are King Henry and Tannehill, but – Logan Ryan is arguably just as big a piece for what he did for this team, especially as a corner. I mean, he blitzed off the edge and got four or five sacks. He got interceptions. Uh, he was probably as consistent and as most important piece as they've had on that defense. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think you've got to bring him back uh, some way, somehow. I, I don't know what they do. I think Henry's the main thing. <sighs> You know, I don't know that Logan Ryan don't get signed first and then they try to work Henry and uh, Tanny Hill. But, uh, yeah, I'm Here's with a you. Question. You definitely got to get him back on this team. Here's a question for you. Okay. We we scouted Amani <laughs> Hooker. You love Amani Hooker. I do. Uh, he's on the Titans. Can't he just slide into that position? He is. He is one he's of the – he, he's, he's that kind of player that – corner slash safety can blitz he is you gotta pay henry according mm. to you mr titan you gotta pay henry you gotta pay Tannehill. one of the two of them is getting franchised you can't franchise two people henry gets his contract i think uh, he wants he henry wants, gets he, the big deal he, he, he wants I think Tannehill elliot money at at the, at the start Pain. That's the starting Just point. Do it. Pain. Oh, man. What have you got behind him? You've got Jack freaking squat behind him. You got DeAndre Swift when you draft him. You're not getting DeAndre Swift. Not at 20, what, 9, I think we are. Okay. Um, I again, I'm, I'm I haven't even started scratching the surface of my scouting. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, just thinking. But the, the you pay L- Henry Elair from LSU. No, Henry, he's perfect for what you want to do in Tennessee. Maybe not everywhere else. I'm just saying. I'm just you saying. Your window is closing 
greatly exactly. if, you, if you do that. So if your window is closing greatly by doing that, just saying. Paying a running back normally doesn't work out for teams. I, I think they pay him, they franchise Tiny Hill. Can he do it again? Can he have a good as year as he did this year? In what? Eight, how nine, old, how old is Henry? Oh, Henry is, oh, I don't even remember. I'll this is what, his fourth quick. year. I want to say it's his fourth year. So he's probably 25, 6. Derrick Henry's 26 right? years old. Yeah, thought so. So if you sign him to a four-year deal, that's going to take him through age 30. If you're going to re-sign Henry and sign him to the big deal, there's your window. Four years, whatever. I'm Gets him telling through you age this 30. right now. If they re-sign Henry for for Ezekiel Elliott money and franchise tag Tannehill, Logan Ryan's probably not coming back. Logan Ryan's making 10 mil last year. And you can't say he didn't deserve every penny of that this year. Tennessee so has a lot of cap room. He's gonna Tennessee want has a lot of cap room, and they can make more. Plus. He's going to want 10 mil plus. They can do it. If they really want him back, and they should, that happen. They can sign those three. They can. They have the cap room. And they can cut losers like Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler and all – they can make more cap room if they need to. I'm telling you, those. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get off those Titan three. Talk here. Let's get back to business. Need to come uh, back for this. Bradley team. Roby is a free agent. <laughs> hey, you from brought Houston. it up. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to for you to go yeah. on a ten minute diatribe about Henry. So, um, well, you know how I get. Bradley Roby, free agent. He got paid a ton of money and didn't do much for Houston. Uh, Aqib Talib right. is a free agent with Miami at 34 years old. What did Miami <laughs> trade for him for? Jeez, I don't even remember. Because he's not even going to be on. He's not even going to see the field for Miami. He's unrestricted free agent. I think he's washed, man. I really I think he's done too. Uh, Ronald Darby, 26 year old yeah. corner for Philly. I think Philly wants to bring him back. He missed a lot of time in his time in Philly. I could see them trying to sign That's him probably smart. Uh, Eli Apple yeah, kind of Yeah, they probably found... get him at a cheap enough deal. I already moved on. These are corners. We don't need to talk a lot about them. Uh, Eli <laughs> Apple kind of rejuvenated his career in, in New Orleans. I think New Orleans tries to bring him back. He was a decent... I mean, he's great for IDP because he does get picked on quite a lot. Um, if, he stays, <laughs> right. if he stays in New Orleans. But he's not a terrible corner. Like, they had Patrick Robinson playing nickel corner, and he got abused worse than that. It's just the way their system works, that corner slot corner gets tons of work. Right, and I think um, a lot of it's going to depend on what they think of uh, Janoris Jenkins, too. Do they... Oh, yeah, they got him you know, for how cheap much do after they like he him? was uh, you know, using some poor language choices. Had the social media meltdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, he used the R word when that's, you know, that just shouldn't be used, in, especially by a mainstream athlete. Um, it's just ridiculous. But And then he was very unapologetic. Uh, the fact that he was unapologetic about it is what got him in trouble. Yeah, I think If I, he would apologize and said, you know, he made a mistake and yep. he didn't, you know. But he just didn't care that he said it. Like, he was like, yeah, whatever. You know, kind of like whatever. 
Uh, Mackenzie Alexander from Minnesota is an interesting guy. Um, Bashad Breeland, I think, made himself some money in the Super Bowl. He played decent. I wouldn't say great, but he played yeah, He decent. didn't play too bad. Um, Artie Burns, I think Pittsburgh tries to bring back. Uh, Trey Waynes in Minnesota. He's a guy I love in Minnesota, although this year everybody in Minnesota got picked on, so you can't even say that. <laughs> um yeah, the rest are corners who cares um you can hate me all you want <laughs> i'd rather draft some of these guys coming out than than take some uh, i think so, i would too well i know for i know one for sure i'd rather draft but hey yeah safety wise uh devin mccordy i think we discussed um he's tom brady dependent in my eyes if Brady comes back, I think McCordy comes back. If he Brady so doesn't too. come back, I think they go with the youth movement in New England. Um, Roddy McLeod yeah, from I'm, I'm complete agreement with you on that. You must have a delay or something. Anyway, Rodney McLeod from Philly. Um, I could see them moving on from him. I don't think they were in love with him. They had him and um, the guy from Minnesota. Can't think. Um, oh, uh, he went back with oh, Minnesota man, after the Eagles caught him. Um, but they they were split in time between them. They they settled on McLeod, and you know he's had a decent season. I don't think seven mil worth. Uh, Jimmy Ward, kind of a jack of all trades for the Niners. I think they want to probably bring him back. He's a 29 year old. He stayed relatively healthy. He only missed three games this year. Uh, haha. Clinton Dick signed a one year deal yeah. with Chicago. I think he might come back. I don't know. Chicago might try to upgrade that position. I don't know if there's an upgrade available. We'll take a look down this list a little bit. Uh, Carl Joseph, I think got kind of out of, Gruden's doghouse as the year went on, but you're getting um, your boy back, <laughs> Abram, so I don't think there's a spot really for him. Uh, so I think he walks and goes somewhere else. Yeah, I don't either. I think he's done. Clayton Gathers, I think they drafted their replacements for Gathers. He could go somewhere else or re-sign cheap and play a platoon role, maybe. Uh, Trey Boston in Carolina, I don't see him making a lot of money. He might re-sign, but for cheap. Um, Adrian Phillips. I could see him going back to the Chargers. They like to run like eight safeties, so he'll be one of the millions. Along with... Rayshon Jenkins. Rayshon Jenkins, I don't think, is on this list, but uh, he's on the Chargers. Um, did you see... And I don't know if Vegas is, is knows something that we don't know. They have the Chargers as like the fourth or fifth highest Super Bowl odds next year. And I looked at that, I'm like, did they watch the Chargers this year? Because they were pretty terrible. Apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess they know, they know they're getting somebody that we don't. I don't know. Maybe Rayshon yeah, Jenkins do because will. I don't I don't. Maybe they're getting Brady and Moss, <laughs> and they're bringing all the Hall of Famers out of retirement. I don't know, maybe, to open up that new stadium. I guess maybe they're thinking they with, with the move to the big stadium that they're going to just throw money at people 
to bring them in. I don't know. Look maybe, at this safety list. That's... It's the safety list is pretty lame. Ha, yeah, Clinton Dix is probably ha, Clinton Dix is probably the best player on this list. Andrew Sandejo is the guy I was talking about earlier. Isn't Von Bell? I didn't see him. Ah, oh, yes, he is Von Bell. I think New Orleans brings him back. He's a twenty-five-year-old. He was making yeah, and he plays pretty well in that scheme. So I'm with you. They probably keep him or try to anyway. I think they try to keep him if they can. He's a big part of that defense. I don't think they like yeah. let him go without a fight. I mean, right? They might have to let him go and try to re-sign him in free agency, but. Not a lot of prizes at safety, so if you need a safety, I think the draft might be the better place to go. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, a, there's a few not safeties a lot out, out there. there so. I mean, Carl Joseph, I think, needs a change of scenery. Haha, Clinton Dix yep. is an okay safety. I mean, you're not looking at a game changer in any of these guys. Right. So it, it's it's not land. You know, last year you had Landon Collins and the Honey Badger and these big name safeties switching teams and. This year, there's not a lot. So, that'll about do our conversation for free agency. Um, A lot of these guys, it's going to depend on where they go as to how valuable they are. Um, But keeping an eye on the fact that these guys are free agents, they're not guaranteed to come back on their team. Um, If they were in a really cake situation, I mean, like, Corey Littleton's in a perfect situation. If he goes to a team where he's competing for snaps and competing, uh, if he has a strong linebacker next to him, he's not going to get the tackles he got last year. His 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 deal is there's nobody else that can tackle on that team. <laughs> right. He's playing with bums next to him at inside linebacker. So it's really more about – if he has to split time, like say Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan do, that those numbers are coming down for him. So, be interesting to see. Um, so we are going to uh, transition again, <laughs> and just for fun, we're going to talk some XFL IDP. Oh, you still there, Daryl? Yeah, I'm still here. So we're going to take a look at the depth <laughs> charts. Uh, now, the depth charts are they're not permanent, but we're going to look for names that we may have heard of. I and, wrote down literally four names. Four. Uh, and IDP-wise, uh, in case you are in a xfl idp league which of you are send us screenshots and we'll uh i'll, I'll be watching because it's, uh, it sounds interesting to me yeah i'll well, be watching but i don't know that i'm doing any fantasy leagues i said i would maybe do some dfs because i mean you can pick like your cameron artist pains and your jazz ferguson's True. from seattle here True. uh you know your your landry jones from the dallas renegades here um, but okay. starting with the Dallas Renegades, uh, we have the only guy that really stands out on this list is uh, Hawaii Kikaha. Kikaha. <laughs> From, he was a former Saint who uh, injuries kind of derailed his career. 
he's gonna he's he'll, he might get some sacks. Uh, the man in the middle, Richard Cliet. Being a middle linebacker, I'm just assuming he's gonna eat up tackles. Um, and and then you have um, Tristan Deku. I remember him. His name. Uh, those of you that are on MFL, myfantasyleague.com, um, an interesting name that you probably recognize, even though you probably have no clue who the player is, Micah Abernathy. And that's because when you do a search for defensive players, he's probably the top of the list because my fantasy league hasn't figured out quite how to actually rank stuff besides small ownerships. So... You probably see him at the top of your free agent list when you look at it because it's in alphabetical order. Uh, besides that, I have no clue who any of these people are. Deron Smith I've heard of, I think. Um, anybody on the – actually, T. Gray Scales, uh, one of my favorite players uh, from Indiana, is on this team. But, yeah. A great name in Greer Martini. <laughs> I didn't know uh, Vince McMahon was in charge of naming these guys. That sounds like a Vince McMahon <laughs> creation there. Uh, but yeah, nobody on the Renegades stuck out to you. Um, no, I mean you mentioned Abernathy. Uh, three names that I kind of knew and kind of uh, had some stuff for. One of them was to Gray Scales that I think me and you both kind of. I just uh, said that had um nick deluca was a rookie last year that i was kind of high on uh he's for the new well hold on we're just going through the the dallas renegades here this is just the dallas Uh, renegades come on we're going team by team here okay scales and abernathy other than that nothing you actually know who abernathy is uh yeah he played for the vols well that's why i was gonna say So you actually you know who he is? I just know him from my fantasy league sitting up on top there. Uh, so next up is the D.C. Defenders. And yes. they have uh, one of your old boys, Jarrell Presley, I think, played fullback for you guys, didn't he? I believe so, yes. Nick Brosett, Patriot practice squatter, I think. Uh, Cardale Jones will be starting a quarterback for them. Donnell Pumphrey. They got quite an offense going here. Yeah, I'm Malik- looking at their offense. Malachi Dupree's like their 10th string wide receiver. They got Eli Rogers. They got Simi Cobbs. They got some stud guys on this team. Um, AJ Tarpley is a name I recognize at middle linebacker. Scooby Wright, former Cleveland Brown, playing right. outside linebacker for this team. Um, Jay Bromley, I remember him. He played, I think, for the Browns. I think he played some for the Giants as well. Yeah, Giants is maybe what I'm thinking of here. That might be, Um, yeah, I think it was the Giants. Looking through here. Back in. Matt Elam. Shamarco Thomas. So they have some good safeties, I think, on this team, as long as they stay healthy. I think they have some some names. I mean, maybe not big names, but former NFLers. So the D.C., uh, defenders have some defenders on their team that we recognize, which is a good sign for right. some actual real football being played. 
Uh, next <laughs> up, the Houston Roughnecks. They don't have a tight end. Apparently, they're just playing uh, five wide. They do not have a tight end on the roster. Interesting. <laughs> that's fun. that's funny. I mean, this is this is. I'm using uh, Fantasy Alarm. Right. Uh, for their XFL depth charts here. Um, so shout out to them being on top of this XFL stuff, but they don't have a tight end listed. Um, so looking at their defense, I think Gabe Wright sounds familiar. Coney Ely, we know who he played for the Patriots and the, yes. the Carolina Panthers. Um, yes. Let's see. Yeah, it's about it. Mark Queston Huff played for the Raiders, I believe. Yes, I think he did. So, yeah, they got a couple guys here. Um, they only have three defensive ends. They're going to be huffing and puffing by, like, second quarter. I don't know. I'm sure this is not the full roster, but, you know, these are just some of the names. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Wildcats, where Josh Johnson, who uh, played for the Redskins, uh, is going to be starting quarterback for. Um, they have Elijah Hood. Who a lot of people had as a handcuff for years and years. Um, defensive wise, they have exhumed a body apparently, and uh, Willie Mays is going to play linebacker for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a, a younger version of Willie Mays, not the former baseball player. Right. Uh, and this team has the. Uh, internet sensation Sean Oakman on it. We actually get to see this guy play football. I, I remember when he was like a, a freshman or a senior in high school, I think he was like, everybody was like, he's this dude's going to be drafted number one overall. And like, then life happened and he's kind of a <laughs> wayward soul, I guess. Um, guess so. Taiwan Jones, wasn't he a fullback? I want to say Raiders. Wasn't that for the Raiders? I... He's playing middle linebacker, apparently. Maybe oh, it's wow. a different guy. I don't know. But he's playing yeah, middle linebacker that. for the uh, Los Angeles Wildcats. Next up, your New York Guardians. Um, <laughs> Matt McGloin's going to start at quarterback. Hmm. Um, yeah. And let's look at the defense here. Ben Heaney, going to start middle linebacker. Frank Ginda and Nick DeLuca. Two guys we loved coming out. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see if they get to play. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so, they got some linebackers we like. Um, three former, I mean, two guys we thought should start. Uh, next up, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yay! They have Taylor Heineke on the team. I guess this would be your local team. Me? I mean, for position, like they don't have a Nashville team. St. Louis is probably the closest team to you. I still ain't rooting for. Them. Well, who are you rooting for then? Got to root for somebody. I don't know. That's a quandary I have right now. Okay. Well, I guess you'll, you'll have to pick a team here. Maybe you can let us know by the end of the show. Uh, Christine Michael 
is playing for the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm out. <laughs> uh, anyway, defensive wise, um, Will Hill, Will the Thrill, is on this team. Yeah. Uh, some guy named Shaq Jones is on this team. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Hendricks is on this team. Yeah. Will the Thrill Clark, didn't he play baseball for the Giants back in the day? He did. I think the guy that you, if you're looking at St. Louis, Terrence Garvin, he was the uh, AAF star. Ah, yes, yes. So there Brad you go. linebacker. So that's one name I wrote down. I, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then we come to the team that will win the championship, the Seattle Dragons. Oh, good grief. Go Dragons. I'm not rooting for them. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Be a hater. Uh, they are apparently the opposite of the team that had zero tight ends because they have five tight ends on their <laughs> roster. They hoarded them all up. <laughs> they're just going to run. They're going to be like the Seattle Seahawks, run the ball up the middle about 18 times in one quarter. Uh, so on defense, um, Godwin Igoabuki, Nick Temple, Will Sutton, Jacquez Smith, he was a guy that I swear I had on teams forever, and he got hurt. So I'm expecting him to get hurt like week one. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. They also have like 50 defensive tackles. I don't know what they're doing here. <laughs> Come on, Seattle. Got to be better than that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers have already put Antonio Callaway on IR. So I don't know if you heard about that yet. Uh, you seem to be frozen. That's okay. This conversation's going nowhere. Uh, they do have Tanner McAvoy, former Seahawk. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at the defensive side of the ball. We got, um, Yeah. That's that's what they got. Tavares McFadden. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Florida yeah, State guy, I believe. Yeah. I thought that he played in the Super Bowl. Was that Tavares Moore, I guess, was in the Super Bowl? I and... thought McFadden played for the Niners, too. Maybe I'm wrong. He was drafted by the 49ers. I don't think he ever panned out there. He may not have. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. So that is your XFL depth chart review for idp um maybe just as a joke i'll go through the 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 box scores and we'll we'll point out the idp darlings of the xfl just for fun it's a 10-week season we need something to do that was painful (laughs) entertaining though it was Highly entertaining, because, I don't know. There's a story that Vince McMahon has already lost $400 million on this deal. <laughs> wow. So, here, here's the real question. Does the XFL actually finish out the season, or does it go the way of the AAF and just fall? No, uh, I think it finishes the season. Now, whether it will be back for... I say it's going to be back for season two. That's remains to be seen, but 
it's not going to go away year one. That's what we said about the AAF. I mean, I know that had a lot less financial backing. Yeah, but don't get me started on the AAF. The AAF was good, and the NFL let it fail. They Don't even get me started. I'm so disappointed in the NFL. That was good, and they, they just let it fail because they don't want any kind of competition at all. Well, they, they already have the most the best minor league system there is with the forced slavery of college football. I just can't. I mean, they have the minor league system already in place, and they don't have to pay a dime for it. So why would they? Yeah, but you're bringing these kids in. They're sitting on your rosters. They're not getting any better, really. Put them in the AAF and let them develop. Let them play. Sure, it's not NFL talent, but they're getting to develop and craft their game. It, I've seen good things out of it, and they just they just pissed it away because they, oh, we don't want competition. People may like it. Man, get the frick out of here. I'm just saying you I'm have saying. you have a free minor league system already in place, and a lot yeah. of people make a lot of money off of it. You you don't think the college football people aren't saying the NFL? We don't want a we don't want a minor league football. Yeah, for your stars and your in your good players. What about all these players that go undrafted or get drafted and I am fall not, on their face? I am not saying they're right. I'm saying this is the perspective of the NFL. Well, the perspective of the NFL sucks. It may. But I'm saying you have a free minor league system. Why would you pay or why would you invest anything? They don't have to invest or pay anything. They just could have supported them, and it would have been fine. How do you think they would have supported them? You know what? Financially, is what the, what the AAF needed was financial support. Okay, that's the that, only thing they could have. I'll give I'll really give you used. that. But they could have used to... financial support. If they got were financially supported, they would have finished the season. But okay, they weren't. so the NFL doesn't want this. But what did they do the minute that league folded? They purge those rosters. Oh, we gotta have this guy, and we gotta have this guy, and we gotta have this guy. After they said, "Oh, we don't want nothing to do with it. We don't want nothing to do with it." Ten minutes after it folded, they were picking players left and right. Bullshit! Get out of here. But the NFL didn't do that. Teams did that. The NFL did that. Teams. The NFL didn't sign anybody. The teams, the individual teams, are the ones that that said, "Hey, this kid can kind of play. Let's Same see, difference. Let's bring him in." Same difference. If you're a GM, you're not doing your job. If you have this platform to scout players and you say, I'm not going to watch this, I'm not going to scout these guys because they're AAF players, you don't think scouts will be sitting there watching every one of these XFL games, seeing who has built their game up a little bit? I'm not saying that, but... The issue is going to be the competition level because this is a lower competition level. Of course it is. So, and there's all these funky rules, like, I just want to see some games. I'm curious. I'm with you. I want to see the games, but you got me started on the AFF, and I think that was a good league with some promise if the NFL had just gotten behind it a little bit. The NFL ain't getting behind the XFL either, I'll tell you that. No, they're not, because they want to monopolize the entire thing. That's, that's the it's whole It's interesting, point. though, because uh, they do have deals with networks that have 
NFL football. They, they have deals with ESPN and Fox and ABC, and all of the games will be televised, every single one of them. Right. So that's the one cool thing is that you'll get to see every single game if you really want to. It's not like the NFL where you got like, you know, eight games going on, Octobox and all this, you know, I love Red Zone, but I'd rather sit and watch every single game if I could. Obviously, time doesn't allow for that, but, you know, if you only have eight teams, there's no sense in playing at the same time. Have them separate and have them all over the, the networks. I mean, they're really on. They're really on high. They're really the only time they're not on mainstream TV is when like there's races on and stuff, and when Fox has to move it to you know Fox Sports Two a couple weeks. But I don't know. We spent way too much time on the XFL. It's in the news. It's new. It's an. It's maybe somebody's doing IDP XFL. Maybe we just help somebody with their XFL IDP draft. Oh, dear God. Well, it's late. We got some things to discuss with you all. Number one, uh, go to MyFantasyFootballShirt.com to get your IDP Nation gear. Uh, We had some people. uh, There is a Fantasy Football IDP group. Is it public? Mm -hmm. You're you're one of the admins on it. Um, It is a public group if you Um, love IDP. Yep. It's public. Okay. You invited me to it, so I don't I know how. So. I don't know how people get to it besides being invited. So, um, but if you love IDP, it's about a hundred people in there, um, and we're looking to grow. And uh, we did have a couple questions in there, and I'm not going to say we didn't we didn't get to them, uh, but they will definitely be topics we discuss throughout this off season. So don't think that we didn't hear you, and we don't think we don't care. Uh, but we already had the show planned for tonight, and. We will get to those topics. I think one of them was 2019 rookies, and we kind of did look back at that a couple weeks ago. So you might want to check out our show uh, reviewing 2019. Right. Uh, but and then looking ahead to overall ranks, we will start to get there. I'm not ready to start. I need to see where some of this yeah, stuff shakes out first. I know yeah, everybody's in a big hurry to start drafting. I saw somebody starting to do a startup today on MFL, like the second it turned over. <laughs> I'm like, you guys got some issues. I thought I had some issues, but I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you pump, do have it. Pump the brakes. I, well, I know you, I have You issues. have some issues. I know right. I do, but I'm, I'm not trying to. Like, we we don't have a long enough show to talk about your issues. If we start a third podcast, we might be able to talk about issues. I don't know if anybody <laughs> wants to hear about our issues. We have a second? Anyway. Well, yes, then that's what we're getting to here. So We have a second? Let me do my thing here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we have decided that a lot of you don't care to hear about college because you don't care about college until the guys actually leave school. That's what this show is going to be mainly about. The IDP nations about, you know, the professional side of things and the players joining the professional ranks. That's when we'll start talking about them on this show. Uh, we are going to uh, start and it's going to be on. There's going to be shows on this feed. So you'll get this 
this show on this feed for the beginnings where you want to see if anybody actually is interested in it, uh, I guess is the way to go. Uh, we we kind of kicked around the idea. We did have some uh, small a small pocket of people, which is uh, you know, IDP is a growing population, uh, but it's it's a small population, and with the college IDP is an even smaller population, but a very feverish feverish fan base, and I don't think IDP is very well uh, represented in. The college ranks so we have enlisted our, our buddy eric uh to help us out with this because he does love college football and college idp in particular he mm-hmm. runs multiple leagues in the college idp uh landscape um and he, he does some uh writing and things that we'll talk to him about on thursday uh, but we're going to debut this show on Thursday. We're going to record, and if all goes well, we'll release it. Um, but we're going to talk about some incoming, either recruiting, college recruiting for IDP, uh, and just college IDP, and these guys that are going to eventually be coming up to the pros. So these are guys that are not entering the 2020 draft. These are guys that will be entering the 2021 class, the 2022 class. And kind of diving deep into the Devi. And I think we're going to uh, entitle it, Can You Dig It? And dig standing for Devi IDP Grind. Because, uh, yeah, you, you're crazy with tape grinding. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. And this is what you kind of wanted to do initially before we even we even did the IDP edge crushers way back when and and you know it seems like forever ago that was uh and the idp nation eventually you know you, you wanted to do an idp devi show like ages ago before we even met i think you wanted to do the one so this is this is uh i, I will be hosting and recording but i'm gonna pretty much shut my mouth and let eric and daryl who know what they're talking about in college uh take the lead here Which will be fine and dandy as long as Daryl doesn't freeze or disappear, which he seems to have done. But anyway, uh, so that's the plan. I know a lot of us do not care for the college interviews either because of the tape quality, which we can't really help. We're not in a professional studio. I don't have professional equipment to clean stuff up. And, um, you know, these are college kids that don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on audio equipment. They're using like their iPhone earbuds to record this probably most of the time um so that's the plan going forward most of our college interviews will land on the uh can you dig it show and we'll eventually get a separate rss feed but we kind of want to play out and see how it goes um you'll get it automatically downloaded if you subscribe to this show and if you care to listen to it give it a listen uh let us know what you think and we will um try to bring you the college info with signing day coming up um that's going to be an interesting topic we'll talk about where some of the top uh high school players have landed and uh i don't know how much transfer portal stuff you guys are up on but maybe we can discuss some of that too yeah we've got some 
we'll put some things together and see what we can come up with. Hopefully it'll be entertaining and everybody will love it and we'll grow it into uh, its own thing. Yeah. And like I said, we'll, we're kind of going to start it under the IDP Nation umbrella and then kind of roll it out from there. Uh, but, you know, we'll obviously be tinkering with some things and getting it rolled out. But we just want to kind of start to uh, get our feet under us and, and, you know, give you some good information about the college IDP. Um, it is definitely something I did my first college IDP league this past year with Eric and Daryl won that championship, as you heard him gloat about earlier. Um, I know Woo-hoo. a couple. I know uh, Johnny the Greek does some college IDP. I believe so. I think so. Yes, because he he was talking about winning his uh, college. I remember hearing. Uh, so we we will uh, have some guests on that show as well. But we, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have an interview with a high school player that has committed to your volunteers. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, I'm supposed to get back with him this week and double check on all that. Hopefully, it'll schedules permitting it that will work out. But uh, even if it yeah. doesn't, we'll have something and we'll try to get him on as soon as we can. Yeah, and you know. If you have to record that with me, then we can do that, swing that. So that's the plan going forward. Uh, Sometimes their schedules don't. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a high high school student. So, (laughs) you know, you can't expect it to be. And again, with the the, the high school players, they're not going to have, you know, high tech equipment. So bear with us with the sound quality. We try to, you know, get it as good as we can. And sometimes it's just not good but we we don't want (laughs) to we want to put it out there to try um but you know anyway we talked way too long for what was going to be a short episode uh the can you dig it will will probably be about an hour because we're starting later and i'm just gonna hit the stop button whether they are done talking or not so they'll be talking away and i'll just have already stopped it and put it up on the website and gone to sleep and they'll still be talking <laughs> man your, your delay reaction is uh is, is brutal here anyway yeah i'm not sure why i don't know keep freezing your, well i do know crappy why. internet you know it, yeah shitty internet you know, we, we didn't curse until, like, the minute 34 mark of this show. Or hour 34 minute of this show. We're doing so well. Anyway, go Hawks. We need to re-record this. Tighten up. Go Dragons. Oh, my God. I can't. I just can't. I just can't. Good night now. <laughs> Later. Can you dig it? (laughs) Coming soon.